Welcome to Inspirational Australians, where we share stories of Australians making a difference in their communities and in the lives of others. We at Inspirational Australians acknowledge the Wurundjeri and Bunurong people of the Kulin Nation as the traditional owners and custodians of the lands and waterways on which this podcast is produced. We pay our respect to elders past and present and those who are emerging and extend our respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples. At Inspirational Australians, we are inspired by the world's oldest living culture and pay homage to their rich storytelling history when we share stories on our podcast. Hello and welcome to the Inspirational Australians podcast for your weekly dose of inspiration. Before we get into this week's episode, I wanted to acknowledge the country where I'm recording from today. It's actually my first time ever recording a podcast outside of Victoria. That's in my home state. I'm not from Victoria, but that's where I do live. So I'd like to acknowledge the Turrbal Aboriginal Nation, the traditional owners of Mianjin, pay my respects to their elders past, present and emerging. That emerging part is quite poignant for the podcast that we're bringing today because through the Young Achiever Awards, we are able to talk about the stories and shine a light on young First Nations people throughout the country. Um, And it's a really special part of the Young Achiever Awards. And speaking to people of all ages is amazing, hearing their stories, but young people in particular is something that I'm very passionate about. And so today's guest, uh, whilst non-Aboriginal, is very young themselves and it's truly inspirational story. So I'm very excited to welcome them onto the podcast today. Talking to Amelia Ayres, and she's a high school student who won the 2022 Spirit Super and Communities Award for Queensland for her incredible work against such a large, uh, diverse range of achievements, but some of those cover being a Bravehearts ambassador for five years now, being involved with the 2022 Queensland State Parliament Amendment Bill for Family Violence and Coercive Control, for being a singer and songwriter uh, of many different songs, and also being involved with writing and producing award-winning films and documentaries to raise awareness about depression, self-harm, anxiety, assault, and sexual abuse, and empowering young people to speak out. So welcome to the podcast this evening, Amelia. How are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? And thank you for having me. Yeah, absolute pleasure. It's great to chat to you. It's been over a year since you've won (laughs) your award in the Spirit Super Connecting Communities category, part of the Seven News Young Achiever Awards. And it's great to, you know, to make this time to catch up with you. What's happening with you at the moment? Um, at the moment, um, I'm in grade 12, so a lot of studying. I can't say too much has been going on um, except just reading and revising and getting ready for my exams. Yeah, well, I have to cast my mind back a fair few years to have to go back to the year 12 exams. But what <laughs> I do remember about them is um, just uh, what I didn't expect, I suppose, is for them to be so exhausting. Like I, was, I remember being quite tired up. How have you found getting prepared for them? Yeah, um, well, we recently had mock exams and I found I came out of that quite tired. But, um, yeah, very exhausting and nerve-wracking, but I'm really excited for it to be over and to have graduation formal and then move on and 
university and everything. Yeah, and it's hard. It must be hard because there's so many exciting times, like literally right around the corner. Mm. Uh, it's probably hard to think about that with uh, when you're in, you know, the thick of it. Yeah, it definitely is. It's like it's so close yet so far because there's this massive thing that basically your whole entire school years are leading up to. But it's exciting because I know like as soon as they're done, I just take it one exam at a time, they're done and I'm done basically. Well, until university and then there's six years of that. So, <laughs> yeah, so but. six years of that. So uh, what does that mean? What are you aiming to study at university? Um, well, I'm looking at law and political science. Um, so that's something I've always sort of been interested in. And I think that's definitely what I've, like the work that I've been doing and the people I've worked with, I've definitely really secured that and worked out that law and politics are both something that I'm very interested in. And so I think with the degree that I'm looking at doing, it's just I could go either way. And I think they're both good because I think law and like, politics can take you into so many different careers and like I'm so interested in the whole law and lawmaking process and I think those degrees can really take you anywhere. It's very interesting that uh you're so interested you know you're also interested in in that at at your age because I know for me it's only uh in recent years have I become a bit more interested in politics and things like that you know what do you think it was that founded that kind of interest in the first place? Um, well, I'd say it's definitely working with Bravehearts and all they do and what they try to do within like the the protecting children side of things and the child safety. And I think just seeing how hard they work and really like being able to talk to these people and meeting all sorts of politicians and working with people who are so interested and passionate about it really really shows me that there's a lot more work that needs to be done and there's you know there's so many opportunities within that field to help people in so many different ways whether that be actually like helping amend laws or whether that be you know representing people so yeah definitely there's just a lot of opportunities in it and a lot of people that have inspired me to really get into the field especially Bravehearts work. Yeah so speaking of Bravehearts Tell us a bit about it. Uh, I mentioned the introduction that you've been an ambassador, but if people aren't familiar with Bravehearts, give us the, the bit of a rundown. Yeah, well, um, Bravehearts is Australia's like leading sexual assault organisation for children. So um, the statistics have recently come out. Originally, it was one in five children who had been sexually assaulted before the age of 18 years old, but just recently it's come out that it's one in four children. And so what they do is they do a range of, um, you know, work to protect children whether that be the after effects and how to support the families and how to support your children or whether that be just um, the education beforehand for for teachers for children for parents and how to you know not only deal with that how to tell the signs and the processes and so they're really an amazing organization that protect children and spread awareness about sexual assault especially specifically child sexual assault and I think that's so important because I think it's definitely something that isn't talked about enough in society and I think it's something that's got this stigma and sort of a shame around it and I think Bravehearts really works hard to you know remove that stigma and raise awareness uh, like to people that because it's so it's so pre- like prevalent in today's society and I think that's what's not talked about enough and I think that's what Bravehearts really tries to get out that, hey, this is something that one in four children before the age of 18 years old are experiencing. Like sexual assault is a big issue and we need to not only 
work to protect these children but we need to you know get the message out how we can help because it's just it's just so upsetting how many children are experiencing this but um i've been lucky enough to be able to work with them for i think five years now and getting to work with so many amazing people in the field and getting to help out in so many different ways yeah well firstly the first thing that comes to mind is you know you touched on it is how horrendous and mm. that and upsetting as you said that statistic is it's um you know you say it's it's a bit of a stigma around it and uh, for me i'm clam clamming up straight away and feeling uh so many thoughts around around mm. that and how yeah horrible it is and you again you know you speak so eloquently that affects so many people um mm. but whilst it is hard to talk about it is so important because just by putting it out there, you can make people more aware of it, whether that's to help them, you know, with safety or it's just to make people aware that, hey, this is happening. Let's, you know, yeah. talk about it and make sure that people know. Yeah, um, absolutely. And they have so many amazing education programs too. And I've been lucky enough to be able to sit in and, you know, help with some of the the younger education programs to kindergarten kids. And they just do it so amazingly. Like they have songs, they have like a mascot ditto and they're just able to really get across the message because by ignoring the issue it's only going to make it worse and so I think removing that stigma and really being like really educating kids and the, their teachers and their parents and just everyone in society is so important and I think they really do it well yeah what um, I'm putting you on the spot here Amelia I'm sorry but what are some of the key messages for you know for parents out there um well it's just really oh, like getting educated on the signs and really making sure you're aware of your child's behavior and who they're surrounding themselves with and making sure that they know that they've got you know someone they can trust and that especially as a parent that you're someone they can talk to and yeah I think it's definitely look going to you know resources like Bravehearts and looking at what they have to offer and there's so much information on how to tell these signs and like how to notice changes in your child's behavior and it's not only just you know children being assaulted by like adults it's also children being assaulted by children that's a massive thing and not all the time but a lot of the time it does come as a result as of that child being you know assaulted and molested so I think it's just there's it's horrific and it's just so so important that everyone learns those signs whether they're a parent or not even just being someone that you can trust that a child can trust and knows they could talk to is so important and learning those signs and those key behaviors that children display is important for anyone really yeah so is Bravehearts a resource for you know adults and people falling under that age of 18 as you mentioned before yeah, I'd say absolutely. Like, obviously, their their main thing is um, like child safety, but they they provide information that helps all ages. Like, whether that be survivors themselves or that be people who just want to get educated in the field, and it's just um, it's helpful for anyone. Like the education programs or just the help that they provide is yeah, and they even they provide counselling programs I'm pretty sure as well when I got to do work experience there it was just amazing seeing all the the work they do yeah so that's quite holistic your involvement there you know being an ambassador and doing work experience as well yeah. um and was it you know really different seeing I guess 
the inside workings of a of an organization that like that yeah absolutely i think you don't realize how much work goes into it until you're there and i was just that they have multiple offices and i was just in the one in the gold coast and seeing all the different people and all their different jobs and the hard work that they have to do is just it's just full on and but they all you could tell they're all such amazing people and they're all so passionate about what they do um and it's just really inspiring getting to see what they do and being so involved with brave hearts in so many ways has been really great because i've not only been able to see like the inside and how hard they work like the individuals but i've also been able to you know be involved in that inside part and be involved in planning and helping with events and you know singing and volunteering and i think that's been it's been so great working with them in so many different ways because they are such you know a great organization and they're like obviously they work with really heavy stuff but they're just they're great people and they're great to be around and it's so good to be involved with it yeah that's really amazing to hear you mentioned an event as well and understand that you planning or have executed your own event uh, for brave hearts as well uh yeah so that's definitely coming in the works where yeah. i'm planning towards the end of this year and the goal of that is working with milton dick um so i was lucky enough to you know go to an event earlier in the year um, in association with my school and um be involved in a program with milton dick and so we've been in contact and I'm looking at executing my own event and its goal really is to educate teachers and educators and educate them, like I mentioned earlier, on on the signs, on Bravehearts itself and, like, all their resources. Um, but I've definitely, like, I've been able to, you know, be involved in past events, whether that be their, their balls that they throw, their annual balls and, you know, singing and also helping out with fundraiser events and things like that but i'm really excited to you know be able to take the lead and have my own event and you know something that i love planning um and like event planning but something for such an amazing cause does it ever feel daunting to be presenting you know or, or bringing that kind of event um to fruition for people you know educators who are likely to be you know a lot older than you yeah well obviously the topic itself is very heavy and no one likes to hear of child sexual assault, especially one in four. Like it's never a statistic you want to hear. And obviously at a lot of events, there's a lot of emotions and people do get quite emotional hearing stories and hearing the real ugly truth of the matter. But I think it's, although it's daunting, it's so important and it's rewarding in a way because you, it moves people and people are allowed to like it wakes people up because people don't realize how prevalent the issue of child sexual assault is and so although it's daunting i think it's well worth it because you're really able to even if you just get through to one person it's one more person who's aware of the issue and aware of what they can do to help yeah i take it that you're not worried about the actual public speaking aspect of it though from what i'm hearing <laughs> No, um, I can say that I quite like the public speaking part of it. Um, I grew up in the acting industry and doing theatre and film and, you know, um, 
like music and everything like that. So I've always been a fan of the stage um, and I, I love getting able to, you know, talk to people and get a message across and connect with people on that level. And I think that's part of the reason why I'm so interested in law too is being able to really connect with people on the public speaking sort of level. But I do like speaking. <laughs> I really enjoyed your answer about, you know, I said, oh, it's daunting in my head. You know, I'm framing the question around like, you know, speaking to people in quite senior positions, you know, educators and principals and senior in terms of, you know, age maybe. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> and I just so thought your answer was spectacular because I could tell that you were straight, like you answered it without answering it because you kind of said it's daunting. You're talking about the subject matter, which yeah. 100% is, of course. But the way you answered I could tell that you were just glossing over because you're like, well, no, I'm, I like public speaking. It's not yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's not a worry for me, and, and I think it's a it's a real skill because some people it does come naturally, and you know you've been in in the industry a while, so it's, yeah, you've also got training. But <laughs> I, I really do like it when people who have that gift they actually do share it because yeah. it makes a big impact. Uh, and as you said, it's emotional. That's because of what, the way you present it. Yeah, and I think it too helps when you're so passionate about something. It's like who's going to do it if everyone is too scared to do it you know what I mean yep. you know there's, there's got to be people out there that are willing to you know talk and willing to communicate even if it's hard to do and whether this like whether that be the subject itself you know you've got to get past that in order to help those who need it so yeah you've acted you've also written and produced in you know films and documentaries yeah um I wasn't planning to ask this question because i you know, kind of going off track a little bit, but which do you prefer out of those three, you know, writing, producing or, or acting? Um, I'd say I'd say more so the writing. Um, acting was something I've definitely in, enjoyed doing and I've had I've done a lot growing up and it's something that's always special to me. Um, and producing, it was definitely an experience and I enjoyed doing it and it was a whole new, um, you know, area that I'd never really been involved in because it was all, you know, in front of the camera. But um, I'd say writing because um, being the writer, you're really creating this whole new world and you're able to really write about what speaks most to you. And I think writing is obviously something I am definitely enjoy being like wanting to be a lawyer and wanting to do law. Um, but, yeah, I'd say definitely the writing because I think that's just it's so cool being like – wait, let me rephrase that um, – it's interesting being able to be behind the ca uh, like behind the camera and behind the process because I was so the the actor and being in front of the camera and that whole process. Do you think that has uh, you know really helped inform your writing, getting that chance to to do the reversal? Yeah, well, I think it was definitely um, it was a whole new experience, and I really enjoyed being able to write and act and produce something I was so passionate about a topic um, because it was about um, self-harm and teenage self-harm and depression specifically. And I think it was so good to be able to have all those different roles and really just something that's so important also. Yeah, so if uh, people are interested to check out some of your work, you know, what's uh, the best way to do it? And um, tell us a bit more about some of the work that you have produced. And I shouldn't say produce, you know what I mean? That you've, yeah. you've been involved with. Um, well, I've been lucky enough to be in, um, you know, a range of like 
TV shows and movies and things like that. So obviously I think doing my own film was one of my highlights, but um, there's Living Space, which is a movie that I got to film interstate, um, an Australian movie. Um, Then there's also something like uh, a TV show, Grace Beside Me, um, which is an Indigenous-based movie uh, or TV series, and I was able to... That was a really cool experience because I was a ghost in that. I was actually a ghost in the horror film too. Um, play ghosts a lot. Um, and another thing I really enjoyed doing was um, I was in The Sound of Music, the um, live theatre production. It was professional theatre. It was a really a cool experience and I really enjoyed that because that was acting, that was singing, that was dancing and that was something I really um loved and got to work with some amazing people like Cameron Dado, Marina Pryor, Lorraine Bailey, uh, Australian sweethearts. Um, But a lot of my work is up on my website. Um, So that's just, if you just look up Amelia Ayres, it should come up. It's like www.ameliaayres.com, I believe. Um, And that will just, that takes you to basically everything I've done. And plus there's singing clips and my social medias and everything like that on there. Yeah, so it, I wasn't lying at the start. Well, you really have done such an incredible array of different things at this Thank you. point already. Um, you know, that's another, I guess, topic to, to go into is singing and um, writing music. I've always wondered how it works, like writing music for other people. Have you ever done that or have you mainly written for yourself? Um, to be honest, I haven't written much. Um, I've written you know, a few here and there and I was able to finish a song and I've obviously written a lot when I was, um, you know, really that was more my focus. Um, But music for me is just I find nowadays I more enjoy doing covers and things like that because I do a lot of busking. So that's sort of like my job and I really enjoy getting to perform in that way. Um, But that was more songwriting I've definitely dabbled in um and that was that's once again like um the screenwriting something that you're really able to write about something you're passionate about but I'd say nowadays I more enjoy the music aspect to be able to connect with like a range of audiences that are you know just walking in the shops or out with their family or something like that yep well, if you ever start an event management business, you'll be very highly sought after because you can uh, write the scripts, you can MC <laughs> the event, you can do the uh, entertainment as well. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'd be, the, I'd be the full package. Exactly. I could do, I could do you hire me and you hire like 20 other people. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. So, you know, you've got the year 12 exams coming up. Have you had to put, you know, some of those projects on the back burner for now? Yeah, I'd say I've definitely, school is my focus at the moment. Still a lot of things, a lot of ideas and obviously um, the planning of the event with Milton Dick is, you know, still still planning it, but it's definitely not the focus at the moment. But definitely looking forward to everything being over and going back to working with Bravehearts more and doing a lot more for the community because year 12, can't say I've done too much this year. It's been a lot of sitting at home and reading and stressing yeah well you have to put the time in now because it's a yeah. it's a time sensitive matter yeah um, i meant to ask you earlier and i just want to bring it up now it's a bit of a change in, in topic i'm sorry but i don't want to miss it yeah. you know uh, i get too caught up in uh, in the conversation so 
know, earlier we were talking about your work with Braveheart, um, Bravehearts and, you know, the importance of it. Um, and I also want to bring up, you know, because it ties in with what you're talking about with the political studies and where that could lead and your role uh, working on the amendment to that uh, Queensland State Parliament bill. You know, how did that kind of start for you and uh, what was your involvement and uh, and where did it end up? Um, so basically they were looking to amend the bill for family violence and coercive control and um, obviously my work with Brave Hearts and within the child protection um, environment definitely made me uh, – a good like um, representative in that aspect. So my role um, in that was to really talk about children and representing children. So saying that family violence and coercive control can also happen to children. Like coercive control isn't just something that happens between partners, for example. It's something that children can experience. And um Getting able, like being able to be involved in that was really great because once again, it was behind the scenes. Um, it was a whole new environment. And I think that was sort of an eye opener for me in the fact that I was like, politics is definitely something I like, the lawmaking side of things. And I think being able to have a, a voice in something so important um, was really great. And being able to go into parliament and meet all these amazing people and seeing that like it's now a law and the laws are now amended and, you know, more of a focus on coercive control and like really making sure justice is achieved and knowing I was involved in that is really great. Yeah, something pretty, uh, it's, it's huge when you think about the flow and effects and, you know, and the hope that that's going to positively impact people's lives down the track who, who have to, you know, deal with these kind of issues. Yeah. And uh, it's such a great change-making, you know, moment. Um, so that's uh, that's really incredible that you were able to be a part of that. Yeah, and you definitely don't think of that at the time, you because it was quite nerve-wracking. And obviously that's the overall goal, but I think once it's it's done and you're able to go, hey, like I was able to help people and I was able to really you know, raise awareness and represent children that don't necessarily have a voice and can't speak to, for themselves because they're not in a position where they can and knowing that I'm able to help and hopefully help or even whether that be within like that bill itself um, or just with any of the work I do, knowing that I can help one person is really just the goal. Yeah. Now, if you've got any political aspirations, you're not going to name any names here, but are there, you know, I guess politicians get a pretty bad rap sometimes. Have yeah. you, in your journey so far, come across people who have those right intentions at heart that are representing their community, you know, for all the right reasons? Um, Yeah, I'd say basically I can't say that I've ever had a bad experience with any politician. I'd say I've been lucky enough to meet people who are in the field, specifically child safety and, you know, family violence for all the right reasons and who are genuinely so passionate about the topic itself and just helping people. So I can't say I've ever had a bad experience. And obviously I think there's definitely politicians out there that don't necessarily have the most progressive views or don't necessarily align with everyone's values. 
But I'd say that's more what the media choose to convey and I'd say there's definitely a lot more good ones than bad ones and definitely people who are genuinely in it for the right reasons and just want to help Australia. That's what we like to hear. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, speaking around politics, you know, continuing that vein and uh, our discussion on the, the Parliament bill, mm-hmm. I know you're interested in human rights law. Mm-hmm. Is that something that already existed at that time or was being involved in those things, you know, help, I guess, directing and forming those interests? Yeah, well, I'd say um, I've always been interested in law itself, but I'd say when I first became interested in it, it was more criminal law. But I'd say definitely working with Bravehearts and being able to go into Parliament and be a part of that bill amendment, I'd say it's definitely I've always been conflicted a bit between a few areas of law, that being like family law but also being um you know, human rights law. And I think definitely um, all the work I've done has definitely influenced that because I've just been able to see that if if you don't do it, if those people who are in those roles don't do it, what's going to be done? And I think um, being able to help out in the ways that I have has been, you know, something that I've really enjoyed has been so special to me. And I think to be able to make a career out of that and help help people every day would be incredible. Yeah, definitely. It's uh, it's not for everyone, but it's as we said before, it's such an incredible chance to make change on such a huge yeah. scale. Um, yeah. And so, you know, I know, we've talked a bit about all the advocacy work and things you've done. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as you yourself are getting older, do you think that your interest will remain you know, in child safety and those kind of things, or or shift into other areas? That's probably hard to kind of look into the future. Um, yeah. But I guess my question is really, you know, your interests are kind of um, where your age is currently. Mm-hmm. Like uh, where do you see that going? Um, To be honest, I think I can always see myself helping out in child safety because I think it's something that's so important to me. And I think as I get older, I sort of only get more passionate about it and I think, being able to help out in the ways that I have has really strengthened that because, you know, like I said, it's something that is so special to me and it's something that I'm passionate about. And Bravehearts itself was an organisation I was interested in well before I, you know, was able to become a part of it. Um, So I'd say there's definitely um, aspects, there's different areas that I'm sure I'll become interested in in the future, but I think child safety is always going to be something that's close to my heart and something that I'll always want to help out with when I can or hopefully I'll always be able to help with brave hearts. Yeah, for sure. So I'm also a little bit blown away by how you just managed to, you know, work on so many projects and be involved in so many things. What kind of, you know, challenges have you faced along the way and, you know, how have you been able to overcome them? Yeah, I'd say, um, you know, like anyone, I've overcome challenges that being, you know, a lot, um, you know, having sort of a, a rough start to life and dealing with, you know, a lot of stuff in my my early years and early childhood. Um, and then like anyone dealing with, you know, stuff in high school and dealing with different clashes and people coming and going throughout life. And I think it's just really about knowing that, everything happens for a reason and that's something that I really look at and um, especially being in high school it's something that you're always dealing with different personalities and sometimes you're like well what's the point of this but um, I think 
just taking everything as a lesson, even if it doesn't feel like it. Um, you're always going to learn something from someone or an event. Um, yeah, I think just takes a while and when you're going through it and when you're going through a tough time, and I've definitely dealt with, you know, depression and anxiety a lot in the past. Um, and I think that's something that's very common. And I think knowing that you are going to get through it and that there's help, there's resources and that you, you're always going to learn something from it. And the next time you go through something, you're going to be able to work through it with more knowledge than you had before. Yeah, that's a good message because you're right. We, you know, we all go through hard times. Yeah. Um, it'd be, uh, you know, we'd be lying to ourselves if we said, you know, everything's always worked out well and it's yeah. always, you know, going to be yeah. coming up roses. So, yeah, I think it's important that you know, to keep, to talk about those things just like yeah. you, you do. So, Yeah, well, that's that's part of life. You know, life wouldn't be interesting if everything was good every day and how will we know the good days from the bad days if we never experience the bad days? So it's just really about taking each day as it comes and learning what you can. Now, another question I'm just going to throw at you uh, without prior warning. Yeah. Um, I've had a bit of a, you know, discussions with your wonderful mum mm -hmm. and she seems like a, a great supporter uh, sure. of you. You know, we all need supporters in our lives. Yeah, um, yeah it must be what's it like, you know, having uh, a mum like that who's, uh, who's so supportive? Uh, well, my mum's like my best friend. Like her and I have always been very close. Like it's just her and I, like I'm an only child. I don't have a dad. Like it's just her and I. Um, obviously I have, you know, an amazing family as a whole, but mum and I have always been very close and she's always been someone I can rely on. And um, sometimes it feels like she's the only person I can rely on and she's always been there and she's none of the things I've been able to do or any of the things that I'm passionate about I would have been able to, you know, work for if if it wasn't for her. She's sacrificed a lot for me and definitely thankful for that. But, you know, she's she's like my best friend, like her and I. She's She's not only like a mother but she's like a, a rock for me. She, I go to her for everything. She's the person that, you know, organises things for me But then she's the person that I gossip to and I come home and tell all the drama to. So, yeah. <laughs> well, next uh, Mother's Day, you know, next year, you don't need to think about what you're going to write in the card. You can just dig this up and kind of yeah. uh, describe just, it out. That's a lovely message. I'll get her to replay it and go, happy Mother's Day. <laughs> <laughs> Gift sorted. Yeah, that's all um, you're getting. <laughs> do you think that you know not words in your mouth here but hearing you know a story you know only child and growing up with your you know your mum as your only parent do you think that that kind of um upbringing is something to do with your drive and because I, I can tell that you're so driven to achieve your goals but yeah. not just for yourself you know yeah. for others that's the uh the part that sets you that's the thing that sets you apart to others I think yeah, well, I'd say definitely, you know, my upbringing um, has definitely got me the reason why I'm so passionate about child safety and why I'm so, you know, involved with Brave Hearts and why I'm so passionate and getting the message out there. But I'd say also just seeing how much my mum sacrificed, you know, being a single parent, um, you know, her sacrificing herself, you know, 
for me not only to be a mother but to make sure that I got the opportunities, like I got opportunities that, you know, sometimes people with two parents weren't getting. Um, and, yeah, I'd say definitely coming from, um, you know, a mother that was so hardworking and um, not necessarily having a lot of privilege, um, you know, not having a lot of money and things like that, just being able to see her hard work and that there's people like her that aren't always in that are in a vulnerable position and not always able to help themselves. Um, and also I think too, like my mum's position is why um, I'm so passionate about, you know, getting um, education more so for parents out there too because she sacrificed a lot and she had to educate herself in a lot of ways. Yeah, well, uh, she sounds like an amazing you know, role model for you to have, and uh, obviously yeah, you've, right. <laughs> you've obviously done your own fair share. You know, I really don't like it when people say, "Oh, it's the yeah." You know, thanks to the parents, yeah. Know. Obviously, they're a supporter and they're great, but you've you've had to do it yourself. Yeah. So, you know, and uh, I guess speaking of doing it yourself, you know, you won the award, the Spirit Super Connecting Communities Award. That's how we kind of uh, came across you and uh, and invited you onto the podcast. Yeah. yeah, that was a year ago now. It's a, quite a while. Um, yeah. What was your memories of you know a going all the way back to to being nominated? Yeah, and and then you know from there going through to to being at the awards night um, last year. Um. Well, I was obvious. Uh, it was the year before I was nominated for awards, and I was lucky enough to be invited and to be there. Um. And then the following year. I honestly was not expecting an award at all because I was just happy enough to be, you know, recognised for what I'd done and to be nominated alongside so many amazing people, like not even just within my category, the room is full of so many inspiring young people. Um, and I think that was, it was really just, I was excited to be there and to talk to different people and meet so many, it's like people in the community. Um um, but like I said, I did not expect it. And when they called my name, I was quite shocked, but I was, you know, over the moon. And to do what I do, obviously, I, I don't do it in the hopes that people will recognize me and, you know, can, like tell me that I've done a good job. Um, but to be able to be recognized for, like, for doing what I do and to be, you know, to get praise on that when I do it simply because it's, you know, something that's so close to my heart, it was really great. And I was so thankful to Spirit Super and the whole organisation. And it was a really special night and I got to share it with mum because um, she's yeah. always with me. Um, and, yeah, and it was so great meeting so many people and being involved in something so special. Well, one thing I strongly believe in is putting an end to things like tall poppy syndrome. Yeah. You know, because especially when people do, you know, their work with a, in a really genuine way, you know, with the, um, I said for the right reasons, but I don't know why I'm using that phrase so much, but they're doing genuine things. They're doing it for the right yeah. reasons. And I think it's, it's you know, that's why I'm so passionate about awards. Yeah. I just think it's so worth putting those stories out there. Um, yeah. And so, yes, I want to applaud you because you speak Thank about tough topics and Thanks. they're important topics. And so 
you know, I'm a father myself and I just feel very thankful that there's people like you that are putting this work in because it's not even you who's benefiting from it. It's the younger people who are going to benefit. Thank you. And that's always the goal. And I think there's so many people out there, not only within Bravehearts itself, but being at that event, um, Channel 7 event, and seeing so many young people who, yeah, well, not even just young people, people of all ages who are doing such amazing things so selflessly and doing it for the right reasons and just doing it because they genuinely want to help other people. And I think it's so eye-opening when you go to an event like that because it shows you that there's so many good people out there and there's, you know, people that benefit from what you do and people who are just so selfless and deserving. Yeah, well, I can't put a direct correlation to it, but um, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to basically say that was because of you anyway. But uh, (laughs) essentially, you know, the Queensland Family and Child uh, Commission, make sure I'm getting that right, the Queensland Family and Child Commission have become a, a partner of our awards and, I feel like it's, you know, through stories like yours where we're saying that, you know, a young achiever, people typically think late 20s. Yeah. You know, at that age. Yeah. But there's there's young people and yeah. you know, a true definition of a young person, you could argue it's like 12 to, you know, to 18 kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, we're really excited to have, you know, them on board and um, we're sharing more stories like yours. So, again, I want to make this a thank you fest, but... Thanks for putting in the work you've done because I think that's going to have flow-on effects through our awards uh, for years to come. Thank you. And that's really why I do what I do to really try help people and try get those messages out there and raise awareness. And yeah, like what you just said, that's exactly why I do it. Yeah, well, you certainly have done that through your documentaries and you know the films and things you put out there. And I know that that was quite a big part of your uh, nomination into the Young Achiever Awards. And so as such, Spirit Super actually submitted me a question, which I hope you don't mind, I'm going to read out. Um, So they've they've put this question forward um, to you, Amelia. Mm -hmm. Do you find it hard for people to open up in your documentaries or are people always keen to tell their stories? Um, I'd say I haven't necessarily done a documentary as such. but I think, like, with people opening up, I've definitely, with the work that I've done and the platforms that I've been able to, you know, communicate these important messages um, on, I've definitely had a lot of people open up to me about their own personal experiences and things they've dealt with. And I find um, it's never something that, you know, obviously people know that I'm passionate about brave hearts and organisations and, you know, child safety. And I obviously, it's something that I talk about and people know, but it's not something that I really drill into people and make a topic of conversation every day. But I think just people having that awareness that I'm involved in that um, area makes people, you know, open up and they they feel safe too. And also talking about my own personal experiences, I find people, you know, talk to me and I think that's really great. And just knowing people can confide in me and can feel that they can trust me enough and open up to someone um, And because it doesn't necessarily always have to be someone that you're close with. It just has to be someone you trust. And so doing what I do definitely um, is 
you know, worth it in that aspect because people do open up and people can find someone to trust. Um, and that's, you know, really good. Yeah. So you've got, you've got your 12 coming up, you've got uni coming up. Um, what, I hope you don't mind me asking, but, uh, how are you, you know, going to fund all your adventures? Uh, how can we people book you to run their events and all that stuff? Because, uh, I feel like you've got, you know, so many different callings that your your future could hold. Um, well, I'd say I'm just, I'm sort of always floating around. I'm always looking for some sort of opportunity to be able to help out in a way. Um, and most of the time I take up any opportunity to be able to help out. Um, and sometimes it's just something like an opening of like a local gardener shop or like helping out, you know, gathering prizes for an organization like blue hope or small steps for ham hannah which i've done in the past um but i think i'm just always looking to help out in any way and um funding's obviously something that obviously like i said i come from a single parent and money's not always been something that we've been very blessed with um but obviously i'm a lot more privileged than others and I recognize that um but I'd say a lot of the stuff I do comes from a place that not a lot of people have money and um you know I don't always have events that need thousands and thousands of dollars like we just look for something that we're able to you know obviously I there's been times where I've gathered donations for different things and that's just about you know hoping other people will you know, be kind and there's so many kind people out there that are willing to um, give back and, you know, offer you things to then help people who are less fortunate. So I think it's definitely a lot of my stuff doesn't revolve around money considering my background and it's more just relying on the kindness of strangers to really help out. Yeah, well, luckily Australia does seem to have a really good, you know, culture around assisting charities and not for profit yeah. endeavors so yeah you know, i think that's one thing that that we do really well as aussies yeah yeah i've i've definitely noticed that because i've definitely there's been several occasions where um cuz like the yfs uh, christmas drive i gathered a lot of donations through that um and so that was giving like Christmas gifts and food and just essentials to those who were homeless or, you know, couldn't afford it. And that was really relying on the kindness of others and so many businesses and individuals were willing to, you know, help out. And sometimes people were going out and buying it or they were funding it or like offering money and things like that and think, there's so many kind people out there and I've really noticed that several times. So many people are willing to help out where they can. So you've raised money for the YFS Christmas uh, drive. You talked also, you mentioned before, about Blue Hope and Small Steps at Hannah. You know, yeah. There's a lot of different charities. Um, are they all in the same space? Or uh, forgive me, I haven't heard of uh, of some of these. So tell us a bit more about some of them. Um, so I'd say they're all completely different, actually. Um, YFS, they really um, advocate for people who are, you know, homeless or in poverty and people who are, are less fortunate and really um, helping out those who aren't in a position to help themselves. Um, and so that's why, and they 
give to a lot of homeless people and have drives and things like that. Um, and then uh, Small Steps for Hannah is obviously an organisation that's become very, um, you know, popular and something that we're seeing a lot more of now, which is amazing. Um, and it's an organisation that really advocates for domestic violence and started by um, the parents of Hannah who was um you know, horrifically murdered due to, you know, family domestic violence um, and her children as well. So um, and then there's also um, Blue Hope, which raises awareness um, about mental, uh, like the mental health of people in the police force. So um, uh, when I was helping out at that event, I sung at that event as well, and that was it was offering stories of, you know, police officers that had dealt with severe mental health issues and hearing the stories of people who had lost, um, you know, their husbands or their wives to people who had committed suicide as a result of um, working in the police force and the work that they have to do and the things that they have to see. Yeah, I definitely do not envy... Uh envy those kinds of uh yeah you know events that, that police and, and people in um in all the emergency services uh yeah. have to see it's uh, pretty full-on stuff yeah very selfless people so before we wrap up and i'll let you get back to that study which i'm sure you're <laughs> not yeah. exactly itching to do yeah not really <laughs> but uh you know, we've got you as a guest on the inspirational australians podcast and i've certainly been inspired by you amelia by your selfless drive to assist others and help people and use your platform to spread a message. And as we've said a few times, a tough message, but one that's really important. Thank you. you. Know, with all these things that you're doing, so many different projects, you know, where do you draw your inspiration from? Um, I'd say a lot of my inspiration comes from being in the position myself where I needed help and I needed a voice and I needed someone I needed those people to get that education out there and, um, you know, offer those support services. Um, and I think my own personal experiences plus also just, you know, being involved in the field and seeing so many, you know, just everyday people that are just good people and going through such a hard time and even just the statistics that come out every day, one in four Australians. You know, one in four Australian people under the age of 18 years old experience sexual assault at some point. Um, and I think statistics like that really are what keep me going and keep me interested and keep me wanting to keep going with what I'm doing because I think it just really shows you it's, so, it's not something that we don't see. It's something that is just happening every day. It's happening to so many children and I think, that sort of inspires me to keep doing what I'm doing and keep helping out wherever I can to get the message out there and to, like I said, help those who are in the same position as me or in the same position as my mother and I who didn't have those resources or weren't aware of organisations such as Bravehearts and, you know, really getting that out there so people know where they can start. Yeah. And I guess uh, if you're, you know, someone who's, um, if this conversation is brought up, you know, any uh, issues or thoughts, you know, head to Bravehearts uh, website 
as Amelia said, there's some some good resources there, mm-hmm. um, of course, and uh, you know, and reach out to to people who can help. Mm-hmm. Um, and lastly, you know, ameliaaris.com. Uh, check out that website to see all of Amelia's work and um, yeah, there's some extraordinary things on there. Thanks. Work that you've been involved with and obviously produced yourself. Um, so yeah, fantastic. Thank you very much and thank you for having me. It's been really great getting to talk to you and also talk about myself. <laughs> I don't mind having a conversation about myself here and there. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, uh, when you've got important messages to share, it's uh, it's worth doing. So thanks yeah. for your time. Good luck thank- with your studies. And, thank you. Uh, we look forward to, to seeing what's uh, on the horizon for Amelia Aris. Thank you very much. This episode is brought to you by Spirit Super, the super fund for hard-working Australians. Let's be honest, most of us don't pay enough attention to our super. It's either too hard, too confusing, or we simply don't know what super is. But that's okay. Spirit Super makes learning about and looking after your super super easy. With a focus on strong returns, an award-winning service, and super experts offering practical and helpful advice, Spirit Super is here for you and your super. For more info, go to spiritsuper.com.au. Consider the PDS and TMD at spiritsuper.com.au slash PDS before making a decision. Ishura is Motor Trade Association of Australia Superannuation Fund PDYLTD. Advice is provided by Quadrant First PDYLTD. Past performance isn't a reliable indicator of future performance. The Inspirational Australians podcast is brought to you by Awards Australia. We recognise, celebrate and share the stories of inspirational Australians through our awards programs across the country. To find out more, to nominate an inspirational Australian in your life, or to partner with our awards, visit awardsaustralia.com. If you enjoyed today's story, we'd love it if you could subscribe, rate and review to make sure you don't miss an episode and to help our guests reach more people with their inspirational stories.